Two words to describe Lisa Tony are creative and positive. The way Lisa shares on any topic is infectious. Her positivity shines through and makes you simply want to just be around her and listen to her creative responses and ideas. You're going to love our conversation. Here we go. Lisa, Tony, you are an author, you're a speaker, you're an executive pastor, and then the fourth title that you gave me is a faith habits coach. Yes! Faith habits coach. And yes. I have to think about that because I'm like, huh, what is that? What is that? So that's your first question, Lisa. What is a what faith is habits, a faith coach? habits <laughs> coach? Well, it's a good question because, you know, I've been in ministry for about 20 years and I don't know about you, but... Have you ever gone to like a conference or heard an incredible sermon or read a great book and you're like, oh, that's so good. I'm going to use all of that in my life. Yeah. And then like a week later, you're like, wait, what, what was that again? And right. it's hard to remember, let alone put it into practice. Yeah. And I got frustrated with myself for that. I was like, can I, have I lost the ability to learn completely what is right. happening, you know? And so I started researching a little bit, just our ability to learn and what our habits are, because mm -hmm. on average, we have about 35,000 habits we do automatically every day. Just all the little things wow. that we just have conditioned our brains to right. do. And I'm like, well, Jesus is the most important thing to me. And what the Bible is telling us to do is the most important thing for our lives. Right. So why is it so hard for me and all the people that I mentor and coach and teach to to really absorb that yeah. and make those changes, you know? So I came across this really interesting study. It's called the Ebbinghaus Forgetting Curve. And what this theory tells us is that over time, our brain actually loses its ability to retain information. Mm -hmm. So much so that if you hear something amazing, within 24 hours, you've lost 50 to 80% of it. Wow. And then just one day later, yeah. um, you are down to like 10% of that information. And I was like, okay, this is a problem we yeah. need to figure out, right. you know? And so I became really passionate about trying to figure out how to help people retain all the Bible goodness and all the wonderful things that we hear, you know? So I found some really easy steps that any of us can do. Right. And basically, once you hear that wonderful sermon or read that awesome book or go to that conference or you watch the Women of Faith show and you hear something <laughs> wonderful, what science tells us is that within the first 24 hours, you need to go back and review the information for yeah. 10 minutes, okay. just 10 minutes. And then one week later, about seven days later, go back and review the same information for five minutes just to kind of reactivate your brain yep. and retain it. And then one month later in 30 days, you spend one to two minutes re reviewing the same information and that locks it into our brains. Wow. So I was like, okay, maybe we need kind of a new strategy, a new yeah. system to do this. And so I am really passionate about helping people have a really simple but strategic and intentional yeah. path to having Jesus transform their lives. Right. And so I began this um, organization called Faith Habits to really encourage people how to do that, yeah. to break down some of the, the 
bigness of the Bible. It's a right. big book. It can be complicated. Right. It can be hard to understand. It's a different culture, different time. Yeah. But it's God's plan for us to help us understand how to have more purpose in our right. lives and how to have more joy in our lives. Yeah. And I truly believe that Jesus makes our lives better. And so I wanted to start coaching people through that. So right. just developed a, a podcast and some strategies to help people do that. Yeah. It's no wonder that we don't remember much of anything. With all those stats that you just gave, you would think we wouldn't remember anything. I know, I know. <laughs> but our world's so loud and noisy. Yeah, there is so many things coming at us every single day. Yes. So which things do we retain? And I mean, I'll read something, I'm like, that is so good. And I never think of it ever again. again. Yeah. I know. But remembering scripture and I love your scripture challenge book um, because you've done such a good job of saying look you have to have it in your heart you have to know what it says and I love this um, because it's about retaining it's ab about allowing God to transform your life absolutely and so often people don't have it in their heart yeah they don't and so I love that your heart is about making sure people know what the Bible says and let it transform their lives. Yeah, and you know, I mean, it was, we have it so easily accessible in our Bibles and on our phones and yes. tablets, and that's awesome. I love that, you yeah. know? But I've really seen that when we are able to focus in on those verses, and I and I intentionally use the word focus rather than memorize, because memorization freaks everybody out. <laughs> I get it. Memorization yeah. freaks us out. But if we like have a verse that we're focusing on yeah. every week, you know, it like somehow seals its way into our heads and hearts, and that gives us like this this extra weapon that's activated in us when the enemy comes against us, that the Holy Spirit can bring to our head and our heart right when we need it. Yeah. I mean, that's the beauty and the power right. of the Holy Spirit, being able to do that. Yeah. And if, we, if we're not spending time with them and putting those, those amazing truths in our heads and our hearts, then we're not giving the Holy Spirit as much to work with, right. you know? So yeah. we've got to Absolutely. do our part. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the things that I like to do is I just have three by five note cards sitting yes. at my morning chair where I sit. And I just continue to write more and more scripture on mm -hmm. those, like the ones that really stand out. They mm -hmm. really have an impact my, on my life. I'll continue to write those down and then I'll go back and review those every once in a while. But you have made it even more simple. <laughs> Here Here's they 52. are. <laughs> it is in one place for everybody. And these are great, like I was looking through each one of them, I'm like, yes, that's a great one, great one. And it's for different situations too. Like you did a great job of Thank you. having different types of scripture available for people. So, Well, Very I did cool. it as much for me as for everybody else because yes. I'm like, I just need to have these here and with my kids. And what's been so fun is my kids and I went through that just as our family devotion time. Mm -hmm. And so we'd, you know, sit down and talk about just one verse. And I feel like that is so helpful. It is for me in our complicated world when yep. we have the Bible, which I love. I love every part of the Bible. It's so beautiful and brilliant and helpful. But just to simplify it a little yep. bit and focus on one verse at a time just makes it so much more manageable for right. me. And um, isn't it cool? I don't know if you experienced this later, but like you can look at the same verse this year, yeah. but then last year it had such different meaning because of what you're going through. Totally. And next year when we look at it, it's going to have such yeah. different meaning. And one specific word will really yes. grab a hold. I'm yes. like, oh, why did I never notice yeah. that before? <laughs> It means so much more to me today. Yeah. I know. That's so good. that is the beauty of it being an active, powerful, living word. Yeah. 
As Lisa and I have been talking about habits, I remember we have to constantly be evaluating and eliminating and estimating our lives because our priorities are ever changing. The only thing that never changes in our lives is that something's always changing. Accepting this will create a peace in your life. This is why we need to consistently be evaluating our habits and goals. We have to decide from this day forward, are these still my priorities, my goals? Do I still feel these habits that I've developed are a benefit according to my priorities and goals? We don't have to keep doing the same thing that we've been doing if it's not beneficial for our future. One of the things I've really focused on is what to stop doing, what habits to stop doing. Lisa mentioned we've established a lot of habits in our lives, so I think we have to continue to evaluate our existing habits and decide what to do and what not to do. Are there habits you need to stop in order to make room for the habits you want to start? You can think about that for yourself. We can't just keep adding in new habits into our lives without removing some of the old. If we want to get something different than what we've ever had in our lives, we have to continue to do something different than we've ever done before. Do you want to experience a deeper relationship with Jesus? Join me for inspiring conversations that will equip you to walk more fully in God's purpose for your life. On my show, you'll meet a wide range of guests who are impacting the kingdom in meaningful ways every day. Check out the latest episodes only on Liftable. How can people get this book? Well, I'm glad you asked. It's available on Amazon, but I have a special deal for women of faith watchers. Okay. So if I'm gonna give away 500 wow. free books. So pulling an Oprah on y'all. <laughs> So you just got to go to my website, lisatoni.com, and then you'll see it right there on my website. If you're one of the first 500, you can jump Aww. in and get a free book. Thank you for being so generous. Yes, I love course. that. Yes, I would love just to get it into the hands of whoever it would be helpful to. Yeah, perfect. And then you have your other book. Let's talk about this while we're, because I love just the title alone, Thrive. Yeah. Um, you and I were talking about instead of striving oh, so through true. life. Yes. And I think both of us naturally have that in us. Yes. But we want to thrive through life. So tell me about this yes. book. Well, this book, this is why I need Jesus in my life. <laughs> <laughs> because I truly believe as a follower of Jesus that Jesus makes our lives better. He makes us better at life. And, but we've got to like lean into what he tells us yeah. to do, you know? And that's the hard part about... Yeah yielding our leadership to Jesus, yeah. you know, but when we do that, he says, I'm going to give you the abundant life. I'm going to give you a full life. I'm going to bring more joy into mm -hmm. your life. And I'm all about that. Like yeah. bring on the joy, right? right. I want that. Right. And, and so we talk about that yes. with this show. Like we all have these yeah. struggles that we have to overcome in our lives. Nobody is without struggles. It's true. We all have the struggles and we have resources for 100 different types of struggles or issues that we have in our life. And so at womenfaith.com, we have all of these resources. I love that So you guys do. that people can find the help that they need so that they can be transformed. I mean, through scripture and just practically speaking, how do we help people through the struggles that they're yep. dealing with? And 
you and I have similar personalities. You know, we want to we want to be achievers. We want to move forward. And sometimes we just have to say, okay, what are some of the habits that we can use? I think you know, yes. going back to your habits. That's one of the resources we have. Is how do we have great habits? Because it's easy to fall into bad habits. Oh yes. But how do we have good <laughs> habits to do the things that God has called us to? So yes. um, those resources have just been so life changing for me. Mm. And so. Mm. Um, living that out with joy because we have the struggle yes and how do we have the joy how do we live victoriously in christ absolutely not in the world necessarily right but in christ and so i love that you and i have really shared that over we the have. years yes i mean we've yes. known each other for yes. a long time yes um i remember specifically we were working on something and you're like i want a picture of you alita that is just super joy filled and i'm like well <laughs> Do you remember that? I do remember that. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Let, me, like, let me think well, about that. Well, usually I just try to look good in a picture. Like, <laughs> no, I want the joy. <laughs> yes. And then um, as we were talking about the cover for this show. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, that is so cool. So, and it's funny because I thought of you when we were oh, got that yes. picture. I'm like, wow, yeah, it actually, we want to be joy Filled. I love that. Uncontainable yes. joy, yes. overflowing with hope. I mean, that's one of the things that um, when we live in, in Christ, we have that opportunity. We do. That so often people maybe put aside. What do you think about that? I do. I'd say no grumpy Christians allowed. No grumpy Christians allowed. I can't even get the words out of my mouth because I'm like, you know, we just like, and there's definitely times that, you know, we mourn and are sad. I yes. mean, for sure. My dad passed away this summer I'm very sorry. unexpectedly. And I mean, we are in a season of grief and mourning. And, you know, I know a lot of people are dealing with really hard things. So it's yeah. not to say that we don't take that seriously right. and there's time for that. Um, but one one of the things Jesus promises us is that he will turn our mourning into yeah. joy. You know, right. joy comes in the morning. And um, I just think that is what we should be striving yeah. to get to so that we can thrive, right. you know, to, to find that joy and live in that joy. Yeah. I mean, we have this one life to live and yes. Jesus has called us and given us opportunities for abundance in that. And yeah. so being able to find that. And I, I so appreciate what Women of Faith is doing, their mission for that yeah. and, and the tools and the resources resources because that's what it comes down to like we really need practical tools yeah. to to give us the know-how of how to do it you right. know because we just don't wake up with it right we have to be intentional we have to know what to do we have to be intentional yeah. with biblical truths and Absolutely. i think that's the thing that has been so um life-changing for me is you know in worldly ways you can learn how to cope with things but i want to learn how to cope with things under biblical truth and that's what i Absolutely. love about our resources Absolutely. so um because you're so filled with joy, I get the pleasure of asking you the question, what is one of your most embarrassing moments? Oh, because, <laughs> because I don't know the answer to this question, but I'd like to have some joy right now. So, <laughs> Okay. So I was traveling back from a conference. I'd been speaking all weekend. And so I was, you know, ready to get back to my family, ready to see everybody. And I had to fly through the Vegas airport, which is always crazy town busy. I mean, it is just a busy mm -hmm. airport. So I'm at my gate and it, I mean, packed. People sitting everywhere, people along the walls, everything. And I have this little rollerboard bag that I take with me. Yeah. And it's usually very well behaved, usually. <laughs> 
So I'm flying on Southwest. So the way Southwest does it is you get a, a letter and a number, and they kind of line you up in these corrals, right? So my letter number got called, and so I get up, and I go stand in my place with my little roller bag. But I didn't put the handle down. I just left it up because I was getting ready to get on the plane. Sure. I don't know what happened, but I think a demon possessed it. <laughs> And all of a sudden, it started falling forward away from me, opposite of me, and like the world stopped. It went in slow motion because sitting opposite from me, like directly across from me, was a very large man who had his legs spread wide open. And what you think happened, happened, let me just say. And I died because it hit him right there. And he like immediately grabbed himself and started moaning and groaning. in the entire terminal oh was my on me. And I turned 10 shades of red. Oh my gosh, I was so embarrassed. <laughs> what do you do? How do you recover from that, right? So I grabbed my offending bag. I was tempted just to like run away, but I grabbed the bag back, you know. <laughs> He's still moaning and groaning. He keels over sideways to the person next to him. Ah, ah, I mean, out loud, moaning and groaning. I want to die. I'm like, Lord Jesus, this is a really good time for the rapture. Come, Lord Jesus. And <laughs> Jesus was not coming. And so I just started to like, there was a larger woman than me standing in front of me with a big long coat. So I just like kind of started to try and hide around her. I'm like, get us on this plane, get oh, us on this plane. Oh my goodness. So then the Southwest guy, he at the, you know, the ticket taker, he's like, ladies and gentlemen, I'm so sorry. Our electronics have gone down. And so it's going to take us longer to board everybody on the plane. I'm like, are you kidding me? You thought you could at least no. escape. I know, I know. <laughs> so we finally get on the plane and I get on my seat. I like contemplated. I should sit under the seat rather than <laughs> on top of the seat. And the guy behind me, he taps me on my shoulder. I'm like, oh man. So I turn around. He's like, lady, that was the funniest thing <laughs> I have ever seen in my life. He starts dying laughing. Hey. Everybody on the plane starts laughing. We were all, I mean, are you so serious? funny, but none of us wanted to laugh because it was awful. It was so awful, but it was hilarious. But once you got on the plane, everybody came together. Yes. You created unity <laughs> in your embarrassment, Lisa. <laughs> That's so great. I don't know if that's the kind of joy we're going after, but... <laughs> Not yes. at the expense of someone else. I know. But it's, I it know. is funny. I know. Yeah. It is yeah. funny. So, and I God bless you, he, man out there. I, I was. You I was just going to say, I wonder what he thinks. <laughs> I don't know. Does he say this was an embarrassing moment? I did apologize, but... <laughs> I'm not sure it fell on ears that we're able to hear uh, at the moment. <laughs> he probably couldn't hear much. Oh, funny. Okay, we're going to transition all the way out from that. Okay, what gonna, you got for me? We're going to talk about right. anger. Oh, man, all right. So I know that that's something that mm. you have kind of a, a unique perspective on, mm. and I just want you to share mm. some of your perspective on that, of, like, why do we get angry? Yeah. You know, I... I'm really interested in this topic just because I feel like in our world today, people's have much shorter fuse, right? We mm -hmm. spark so much easier. Like we yeah. are getting angrier. Yeah. And I just was so wondering why that's happened, you know? Yeah. So I'm a big research girl. So I, I go to some research and I find the Gottman Institute who loves to do studies on emotions and yeah. what that is. And they come up with this idea that I love, and it's called the anger iceberg. And so if you think about the Titanic, remember yeah. how the Titanic hit? And I just watched that movie the you? other day. Oh my goodness. Yes. <laughs> how crazy. Blast from the best. Yeah. Yep. 
So, but you know, so the Titanic only saw the part of the iceberg above the water, yeah. right? But what, what sunk it was what was everything underneath it. An iceberg is so much greater. And so they describe anger like that. And I love that because usually when someone gets angry, the part we see in them is the anger. And that's what's above the water, the part of the iceberg we see above the water. But anger, always there's another emotion first. Yeah. And that's what's below the water. That's the bigger iceberg. And so when we are angry with each other, there's usually something else going on. There's sadness or jealousy or embarrassment or grief or discontent or loneliness, you know? Mm -hmm. So that has really helped me as I interact with people who are angry to recognize, okay, this is what I'm seeing above the water, but let's talk maybe about what's going underneath the water and that will help me connect with them and hopefully give me a little bit more patience to try and diffuse the situation, you know? But what I've learned about anger is that we each have our own pace. Like you have your pace that you're comfortable doing things in the morning or when you're driving. We And I have my own pace. And for us, our pace is natural, right? Like we have our pace. And the problem is we all think we should have each other's pace, right? We all go at a different pace and that's what annoys us. That's what gets us irritated and angry. When my kids don't go at the pace I need them to go at in the morning to get ready. Right. Right. So the Lord has really encouraged me that as I think about anger and work through my own anger and encourage people in their anger is we need to learn to pause. Right. We need to pause and not expect people to go at the same pace we do. So I always say, you know, pause, don't push. Right. And I'm, I, I, I'm like you, I like to get out there and do things. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, let's, I'm pushing myself often, right. but that doesn't mean that I have the right or the authority to always push other people, yeah. you know, That's especially good. when there's a lot of emotion involved. Yeah. 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 Well, and it kind of goes all the way back to what you said. Uh, you know, everybody kind of has a short fuse right now. Mm-hmm. We're in such a fast paced world yes. that yes. it's like, how fast can we go? Yes. And there's so much coming at us. Mm -hmm. And so we think we have to go faster and faster and faster. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things that I've really learned is like that elimination of hurry. We've just got to slow down and just stop. So true. Because it, so many of those things actually don't matter. Mm -hmm. And what matters is, is the relationship building and being in unity and having good relationships with other people. And that anger You're right. There's so many other, you know, what's the root cause of that anger? It's, Mm -hmm. you know, frustration, all of the things that you listed too, frustration. And um, it's so important for people to understand why are they angry? Again, it's it's a class that we have. It's a resource that we have because I have struggled with anger and I didn't know why I was angry. I share in the class, I say, I went to this anger management thing and I'm like, I don't need to be here. I might be crabby once in a while, but I am not an angry person. And uh, it took me literally years after going to that anger management seminar to realize, oh, I actually do have some, do anger, have some anger issues. But I didn't, it, I was so oblivious to it. I was in such denial mm-hmm. that I didn't know why I would act the way I acted, but it was actually being angry, being frustrated, having those root causes to it. And so that class has been so um, helpful for Mm -hmm. me to Mm -hmm. look at 
a much deeper level That's of so where good. anger comes from. And anger is such a tricky one because it is so tied to other emotions. Yes. And most of us have not learned really good ways to process through our emotions, right. you know? So I'm teaching a class right now called God Bless This Hot Mess because we are just <laughs> a hot mess in our emotions. Right. But how Jesus helps us navigate our emotions, mm -hmm. how he helps us with our emotions, yeah. you know? And I, I, that's what I just love about the Bible because there's great strategies in the Bible for helping us with things like anger mm -hmm. and um, all those different emotions, whether it's stress or anxiety or guilt or yeah. lust or, you know, whatever it is that people are experiencing. And so often we, we turn to the world solutions, yeah. you know, you, you need more massages or you need to go to yoga or, you know, rather than trusting that Jesus has got this yep. for us. When life gets hard, it helps to know you're not alone. If you or someone you care about is battling anxiety or depression or loneliness, our comprehensive collection of classes and resources cover more than 100 topics like these. All of our classes are based on biblical truth, giving you hope beyond what the world has to offer. Sign up to watch the Women of Faith collection of classes at Liftable TV and start moving toward the freedom you crave. We envision a world transformed by women living victoriously with Him. We prepare our kids to be able to speak up what they, for what they believe in. God wants to provide for us all the wisdom and the knowledge that we need. He wants you to have a group of friends. He wants you to feel like you belong. He wants you to be in community because we're made for a relationship. Watch over 80 diverse Christian programs, including the Women of Faith show and classes on Liftable. Okay, if you had to write a title for the story of your life, what would it be? Oh man, so many. I'm going with Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer, baby. <laughs> I like it. I think that's what I'm going to go with. I like it. Tell me why. <laughs> well, um, I grew up on Bon Jovi, but also yep. it's my kind of go-to karaoke song. And I, you know, I just think there's so many things that Jesus has helped me with in my life through prayer, and I really believe in the power of it, yeah. that Jesus has given us the gift of prayer yeah. to stay in conversation with Him. And no matter what it is that we're navigating in life, um, when we go to prayer, there's somehow that Jesus gives us clarity, direction, the next step forward, can fill us with peace when we're anxious. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know if, You'd say that my life has always been defined by that, but that's definitely the direction I want to yes. go. You're thriving toward it. Yes. Not striving, thriving. Thriving towards it, yes. What is the biggest influence in your life? Other than God, Jesus, Holy Spirit, something else that's a big influence yeah. in your life. You know, I've had so many wonderful people in my life, but I think one of the people that I am just so, so grateful for is um, a mentor of mine, and he was he was my youth pastor when I was growing up, and I was raised in a Christian home, but I really, I had a huge, difficult, awful breakup in high school, and my best friend started going out with my boyfriend behind my back, and mm. I was just destroyed, and I, you know, I, I sunk into depression, I couldn't eat, I couldn't sleep, and he's really the one that kind of 
picked me up off the ground and said, yeah. Lisa, this, this is where it matters. Like yeah. what you say you believe, how are you going to activate this? Like, are you really going to step up to the plate and say that Jesus makes a difference when your life has fallen apart? Yeah. You know, I mean, I was 17, so my world yeah. ended, right? Yeah. You know, I just, it was, you know, it's real. and he's like, okay, so we've got to figure out a way to replace this pain and this grief and this betrayal. I mean, that's just the worst because like, I didn't trust women because my best friend had done that to me. I was angry at my boyfriend for doing that. I didn't trust men. I mean, I didn't trust anybody, you know? And he put Jesus in front of me in a different way and said, you can trust Jesus. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And I just clung onto that with all that I am. And he is just one of those people that speaks into my heart and mind and life in a way that I hear, you know, right. and sometimes people there's, that's like a gift that God gives you. And there's just so many moments in my life that I think about that he has mentored me and shaped me and taught me. So his name's Jim Kent and he yeah. is amazing. Yeah. We need mentors. I think a lot of times uh, people kind of dismiss the importance of that. And, you know, you you are a coach mm-hmm. and having somebody to mentor you, to coach you. I know mm-hmm. that's something that's really mm-hmm. valuable to you. Mm-hmm. So if somebody wants to be coached by you, they mm-hmm. could go to lisatony.com. Yep. Go to lisatony.com. Yep. So um, Tony's T-O-N-E-Y. So just so you know, I'm, I married a guy with two first names, Carl Tony. <laughs> so I got to add on my that to that name. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's called Faith Habits Coaching. And I have a, um, yeah. a coaching program that's called the Faith Habits Collective. And so each month we like dive into a, an intentional, specific strategy. And then we, because of our, our learning curve that we got to do, you yeah. know, we have some exercises that we work through together through yeah. the month. So we spend the whole month on one theme yeah. and, um, and then we do a little celebration at the end of the month to celebrate <laughs> all the work we've been doing. Of course, Lisa Tony <laughs> does celebration. <laughs> of course I'm you still do. trying to figure out a good virtual way, but you know, we can dance it out. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, it is now time for the Lisa Tony Truth Bomb. You mm. get 30 seconds. What's the one thing you want people to remember when they walk away from the show? For this, we have Jesus. Mm. That is, I think, the thing that I say and come back to all the time. For this, yeah. we have Jesus. And you know, for each of us, that this is something different at a different time and place, right? Your this is different than Alita's yeah. this and my this right now, but we all have a this that we're dealing with but for this we have Jesus and if we hold on to that and remember that I mean that is that's helpful self-talk it's kind of a helpful prayer we throw out there for this I have you Jesus you know so that would be my truth bomb of the day I love it one last question okay can you believe we're already to the end I can't believe it this is so much fun I know we could continue for I just sure. Love you. And I love those pants. <laughs> oh, babe. I think you need to give those to me and go get something cuter. <laughs> I, we can do that. Okay. We can arrange something. Okay. <laughs> um, so, what would be one piece of advice that you would give our listeners? I mean, you just have so much wisdom, uh, so many things to share. You're always creating different types of things to share with the world. What would be the one piece of advice that you would give our listeners? Mm. Well, I think at this moment in time, I would say persevere, you know, Mm. persevere in Jesus, persevere in faith. Jesus loves someone who has a long obedience in the same direction. You know, it's someone who 
perseveres and we are in some challenging days, yeah. some challenging times. And um, there are great resources to help you persevere. You know, your local church, um, getting connected to strong mentors. Yeah. Um, I call my, I kind of try and circle myself with five strong, healthy friends. Yeah. And I call my fierce five, you know, like go get your fierce five and who can encourage you to persevere in the midst of the challenges that we have and encourage you to persevere in the pursuit of joy. Yeah. I love it. Thank you for being on. I am cheering you wildly. I love just so our time much. together. You're doing so many amazing things. Thank you. Alita. And I'm just thankful that you're using the gifts that God has given you to go out and share Jesus with the world. Thank you so much. And I can say the same for you. <laughs> I am such a big fan of women of faith that I pray blessings of <laughs> blessings upon you guys. Yes, thank you. I'm gonna have to have you sign this. Oh, one. sure. Absolutely. This show is brought to you in part by Faithfully Fit and Free, CHM, and ICCI. To learn more, go to womenoffaith.com.